Welcome to the Midweek Social on All Villa, No Filler. This week's guest is Luke Robinson, the creator and presenter of Up The Villa podcast. Luke, welcome to All Villa, No Filler. Cheers, mate. It's good to be on. Yeah, no worries. I'm loving your new background. It's fantastic. <laughs> Looks great. Um, so, uh, Luke, uh, we, we've both been doing podcasts uh, for a couple of years now. Uh, how does it feel to finally be able to review Aston Villa at a time when we're doing well and look like we're in the ascendancy? Yeah, it's like you wake up every morning thinking this is just a dream, isn't it? Because, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we know what it's been like. We've been on this massive journey for years, haven't we? Like championship, we've been in there, we're getting out of there, staying in the Premier League and... Mm. You know, finally, like, having a, a really good season, albeit, like, three quarters of one. Um, it's just great to to talk about it, isn't it? And it's great mm. to, you know, learn about how the side's playing under Unai Emery. And, mm. and, and and to be fair, they are, like, a joy to watch, even if we're not scoring goals. There's, there's movements that we, you know, missing, like, a couple of chances, but we've done brilliant build-up play so yeah it's 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 great supporting Villa at the minute yeah I mean you, you, it, it really is I mean it's been, I've been following them for so long now and uh, there's been plenty of ups and downs but there have been moments that have been real ups but I don't know what it is about this at the moment with Unai Emery it just feels like something quite special is happening um, is that is I mean is that how you feel I mean how I mean how do you feel like overall about Unai Emery um, I mean Overall, I feel like in my head how I've always wanted to support Aston Villa and watch them. This is what I've always had in my head. You know, mm. I, you know, I'm not one of these fans that just would slate City just because they've spent loads of money. Like Pep's an unbelievable coach. The way they play football is brilliant. I've looked at that and thought, I wish my team could even keep possession of a football for like a spell of twenty seconds. And <laughs> yeah, now yeah. We, we're starting to see that that. Our team's playing football the right way. We can win games where we might not be at our best. We Mm. look like we're getting things right behind the scenes with our money coming in. The targets, the players that we link with are all top bracket players and they all look like they're coming in to fit a specific system rather than just signing anyone that that will do. So Mm. I think that part of it, already gives me loads of confidence. And then you put in the to the picture of like Unai Emery, who he's, he's coaching Villa. We've only one player that he signed, really, Moreno. Duran's yeah. not really featuring that much. So this isn't even his team. And look what he's been able to do. So, yeah, I, I, I just think he's just a legend already. He's fantastic, you know. Just the way he's got him playing, these demeanour, like... You know, you watch um, the Emery fan cam on, on the Villa channel and mm. it, you just watch it and you just smile for like five, seven minutes that it's on because he's, it feels like, it, it feels like he wants to be a part of us and he, mm. and he, and he really wants that. I think with Dino, it was always, well, he's one of us because he's a Villa fan anyway, but Unai is, you know, he always mentions the fans and I love that side to him as well. Yeah. So I think it's all like merging together. So yeah, I'm really happy with him. Yeah. I think that's such a good point about how he mentions the fans. He's so good at like doing that after games and, you know, even like social media posts, like that picture of him, like looking out over Villa Park and saying how special it was to manage the club. You know, it it does, it does mean something as a fan to have someone who clearly 
at least looks like they care. And, you know, you see how he's doing, you see him going mad on the sidelines. So clearly he does <laughs> care, you know. Um, but, you know, like uh, with his style of play, you know, because I'm, I'm with you. I've always believed that professional footballers are capable of just playing the ball on the deck. They don't have to keep yeah. belting it forward. And, what. and, um, and I've always wanted to see Villa play that style. And at the moment, then it looks like we are. But, you know, for a while there at Villa Park, it did sound a little bit like fans were would get a bit nervous, you know, when the ball was played around at the back. But, this, you know, with the Tottenham game, the crowd were, it felt like the, it feels like the crowd's really bought into Emery now. Like, do you think, do you, have you noticed that as well, do you think? I think the problem that I think a lot of fans had at the start was they were already in that mindset of Tyro and Mings can't play football. Right. Conter yeah. and Mings can't play together. Dougie Louise is okay, but, you know, whatever. Watkins is not a finisher. So you'd, they'd already got that preconceived conception in their head. So when they start seeing Mings and Concer and Martinez knocking it about the back, they're thinking, what are they going to do? They're going to they're gonna make a mistake. But, you know, look at what Emery has done with those players. I mean, I, I've always rated Tyro Mings, but yeah. I never thought he could play at the back like this. I, I never thought I would be watching Mings and Concer looking better than what they've ever looked. So yes. yeah. I think I think that's part of it. And it's it's education of learning how we're meant to do things. And now you go to a game and you don't hear anyone getting that jittery really because yeah. Yeah. you know that we can do it and, and and that's a great thing as well. And and that high line, I mean that that high line that we keep playing teams offside, I mean that is such a remarkable thing that we're doing yeah. you know it's so difficult to do time and time again so um I think they're just really well drilled well coached and he's, he's improved every single one of them mm, completely I mean the high line you mentioned like you know we kept doing it against Tottenham catching them offside we did it against Man United a couple of weeks ago kept catching them offside and it, we, we're not conceding really no. much at, at the moment and um you know a few pundits have said you know you know, they might get found out at some point. There's a bit of luck involved there or whatever. But at the same time, I think what Pundit should really be doing is praising Unai Emery for his coaching and praising the players for actually being able to do it. Like, you know, it's um like the last minute against Spurs when Son ran through, and I think it was Kant's I saw him running. Every instinct in your body saying, mm-hmm. chase the man, chase the man. But he didn't, you know, he, he stood his ground, held, <laughs> you know, held it, let him run offside. And that's that's the... I think that's the the uh, the confidence and um, the coaching, just as you mentioned, that he's given to these players. It's it's just remarkable to see, really. And maybe this is as good a Villa team as I, I think I've seen, to be honest. Um, it, would you agree with that? Is this as good a Villa side as as you've seen? I think so. I think I think it's a team, mm. and I think we haven't really been a team for. For ages, I mean, we was mm. we was technically a one man team for about five years, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. So you know, you're looking at how we're playing, and and they they all have a specific role, and and it just I think that's the big thing. It's a team collectively, you know. They're they're really working together on everything, you know. Whether mm. it's a free kick where you've got Ashley Young and Dougie, you've got Martinez trying to push the wall to one side or it feels like a real collective. And, and I think, um, yeah, like, like we said at the start, I think this is the, the, the best I think it's looked for probably for eight, a long time in my, yeah. in, in my lifetime. I mean, I'm, I'm 33, so too young to see us lift the trophy. 
playoff final was probably the best it's it's ever got really and mm-hmm. um you know i think now you can you know i think we've always had in the past that we're like you've always got fans that are like yeah but this is gonna happen or yeah but he's gonna leave or yeah that it won't mm-hmm. last forever but this feels like it's just at the start like we're just gonna go on that trajectory so i think that just gives me a lot of confidence really mm, and you know like Considering where we are at the moment in the table, obviously Europe is very much on the cards. Um, I, I, I still don't know if we're going to do it or not. It'd be finished, even just finishing top half would be remarkable considering where Emery we were when Emery came in. But um, do you think Villa can make Europe? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we've, I think we've got to get something at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're doing our um, match preview tonight, and one of the things that I was going to pick up on that is, I think we need to treat this as a as a cup game, two legged yeah. cup tie. We've got to still be in the last one, so we've got to be in with something in the Brighton game. So, I think, I mean, what do you think? Do you think Villa can get more points than Spurs at the last two games? Oh, so Spurs, the Spurs Leeds one is quite interesting. Because uh, Leeds obviously fighting for their lives, but it's one of them where you just think at the same time that there's so much pressure on Leeds that they could easily just collapse, and Tottenham yeah. still have the quality to really hurt them. So, I mean, I I think Villa, I think if Brighton are, are clear on the yeah. final day, um, I think it's probably you know there's every reason Villa can beat them at home. I still think we can beat them at home, even if it's competitive. Yeah. Liverpool away, I am oh, just think we've caught them at the exact wrong time, haven't we? Yeah. But, you know, so I was, I was quite happy that they won against Leicester, to be fair, because I thought right. what we didn't want was like a reaction at Anfield. Yeah, right, yeah. I think the fact that we sort of... I mean, I watched that game and I thought Leicester were quite poor. The fact that we're rocking up and they're sort of... I think they might like underestimate us a little bit. Yeah, I think I think that might happen. So yeah, so my answer is I do think we'll get Europe. Yeah, yeah, and I think the thing is as well, like you know, if you remember, like you know, Tottenham just a couple of weeks ago went three 0 down very quickly to Liverpool. They had that fast start, but then Spurs got their way back into the game to three three, and then were very unlucky to lose four three. But um, so I don't know the, the, those vulnerabilities Liverpool have had all season are still there. So you'd like to think that Unai Emery will be, yeah. you know, he. He loves watching football, doesn't he? He'll be sitting there all day long just making notes. Yeah. Uh, his wife wondering where he is all week because he's just watching Liverpool <laughs> matches. So hopefully, you know, he can work out something that might just hurt Liverpool. But, um, you know, so uh, if Villa made, let's say, the Conference League, you know, even if it's not the Europa League, would just how would you feel if you made the Conference League? I'd be absolutely buzzing. Yeah. So I, I, I think... Any this club, and we all say, and the media don't give us any sort of like gratitude, you know, and they don't, they don't, they just bypass us, don't they? But mm. it needs to be competing in Europe, yeah. what, whatever, whatever level it is, it, it needs to be competing in Europe. So, where I mean, Emery said that if we don't get Europe, then he's still going after the top targets, which I still think, okay, that's fine. But if you've got that European tournament that you're going to be playing in all season mm. 
It, do, it doesn't matter. Look at look at when Roma won it. They were just like it's like they won the Champions League. Exactly. You know, and it, if you can win it, it gets you into the Europa League, and it's just an easier way than spending thirty eight games trying to get into Europe in the most competitive league in the world. So yeah, I'd I'd love to I'd love to be in the conference. To be fair, I mm. I, I don't think it's a poor tournament. I think I think it's just a European tournament, isn't it? Exactly, and it'd be it'd be a great experience because it's suddenly it's like Villa back in Europe. It gives players the sense this is where we belong, you know, yes. which is something we've just not had for so long. Because I still think in my head, you know, I do remember watching. I mean, we both remember a lot of like Villa in Europe. Um, we'll try not to think of that uh, rapid Vienna game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ten years ago, the nightmare. But you know, I, I do remember like Inter Milan in the nineties and. Um, you know, various other, you know, European adventures, uh, like in Moscow and places like that. But um, so I think the Conference League actually would just be probably a perfect tournament. There's no reason we can't look at West Ham going as far as they've gone in it and thinking with our manager, we can't go just as far as they've gone and couldn't react to it in the same way that Roma fans didn't last season, as you mentioned. Yeah. They were so excited. And I think I think that's what we'd be like as well. And it'd be a great building block for an Emery to then work on for something else. Um, but, you know, like, uh, there's been a fair bit of discussion I've noticed recently uh, just about kind of who Villa play, Villa's player of the season might have been. Um, now, it's, got, it's it's quite hard to pick, actually, I think. I've, I've been sort of going back and forth on it in my own head. Um, but if you if you had to choose the player of the season right now, who do you think you'd go with? 100% Douglas Luiz. Right, fair he enough. He has yeah. been tremendous, you know. Uh, even at the start, you know, I, I just think he's had a brilliant season. You know, he's. I was at the Villarreal game, and and it was just Emery Dougie learning in his ear. And I, and I remember coming away from that thinking he's going to be his little project that he's right. going to mould and morph into this player that fits his system. And it is. I just think he's class. You know, he he, he is, speeds yeah. it up. He knows when to slow it down. He. He's absolutely everywhere, and and I think you know there are so many that could have got it. Mings, Young, Watkins, but I do, I just think Luis is just so crucial to our to our team and our midfield. And for years we've been crying out for like good central midfielders, and yeah, now we've yeah. got well, we've got more than two. We got Louis, we got Kamara, McGinn. You know, we got we got really good ones. So. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say Luis. I mean, McGinn's performance at the weekend was just ridiculous. It was it was that good. Uh, but I think I'd go I'd go Luis. I think I think that's a really fair shout. Um, he his improvement just under Emery has been absolutely amazing. I think he always had that ability. And I always used to think, you know, like you know, when Pep Guardiola was annoyed that he had to sell him from Man City. I actually ha- did think that even when he wasn't playing at Wolf Villa, I was like, I could imagine Luis playing with City and just being a player who comes on in midfield for him and does the the, the job. Yeah. And he looks a bit like that type of a player, doesn't he? He's so comfortable just when there's players around him, his back's to goal, yeah. essentially. And just those sorts of intelligent midfield players are just, it's so hard to come by and um, just great to watch as well, really. But I, I, I also, I do wonder if like Mings as well, you know, like his... Coming back from what you know at the start of the season when Gerard was like, you know, look me in the eye and all that, and yeah. losing the captaincy. As you mentioned earlier, to be playing the way he's playing now, like with the ball at his feet and 
the way he drives forward and he's so good at it as well. He, do, do you think he should be starting for England, let alone getting picked? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what Southgate watches when he watches Villa. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what he's watching, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think he's. He, I mean, he's never let England down. I see he's got like <laughs> twelve clean sheets in fourteen games or something. But um, yeah, he, he's just been brilliant as well. And you know, it, it's so interesting now, like you know, reflecting on the season, talking about who could get player of the tournament or season. Like, normally we sat here thinking, we, how many of them are going to go? How many do you want to sell? Mm. Um, so the fact that now we're talking about loads of them could be winning player of the season, I think that shows how far we've come as well. Mm. And, and, you know, if we, we look to the summer, like where where would you think on the pitch Villa mostly need to strengthen? Of... I'd say there's four positions that I would say we need to improve. I think we need to get another winger um, who's vibrant, pacey, direct, just sometimes that, you know, if games are tight, we just need that unpredictability about us. Mm. Uh, I think we need two more central midfielders to go either side of the double pivot. So, you know, a Ramsey and a McGinn, switch them, change them round. I think that's what we need. And I'd say a striker. Um, Not to replace Watkins, but I think to go with the vibe up top. I think, um, you know, if we're in Europe, I think we we do need, I think, a different type of striker. Uh, I know we've been with like Vlajevic and stuff. And then I think if you're getting a bit greedy at the end of the window, backup goalkeeper, maybe another right back centre half that can adapt and go sort of like when Moreno goes forward, we've got three centre backs. So we've only got like Carlos Mings and Conza. So we probably need another one. So I'd say that's, that's my vibe where I'm at, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Macho Guendouzi, would you, would you like to see him turn up? Oh, definitely. I, yeah. I was calling for him in, um, in January. I think, you know, if he was saying like Ramsey's position at times when we were playing like the top, top, top four teams, you yeah. know, having that strength in there, I think sometimes it's an area where we, we, we lack a little bit really. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, completely. Um, they're, they're the exact positions I, I've been thinking as well, to be honest. So uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, Luke, look, we're, you know, UTV podcast, as you can see on the, uh, the neon sign <laughs> behind, I love it. Um, I, it's quite, it's quite interesting to know, really. So, you know, I think you've been doing it a couple of years now. Um, what sort of inspired you to to set up the UTV podcast? Um, so I was doing like um, score predictions on Twitter every every Friday, right? Uh, getting a bit of interaction. Um, that was the platform that I used to use. And I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go and make a podcast. And to start with, I wanted it to be a bit like a, a football phoning where fans call in and we'd have a chat and and, and have that sort of vibe. And um, mm. it didn't really materialise into that. Um, yeah. I think you learn, you know, like technology it needs to look good. It needs to sound good. It needs to have a good feel. And, and I just wasn't happy with that 
vibe at the start. Mm. Um, so I started it in like COVID when we came back in that survival season. So for about 10 games um, and we just grew it and it's become what it is now. Like, you know, mm. not just the pod. I think it's more... We're, we're a brand, you know, we've got like a website and we have writers, we have Villa fans that write for us. And I'm just all about the interaction. Like I want fans to get involved. So everything that I try and come up with is for the fans. So, mm. you know, whether we're doing a predicted lineup, fans can interact with it and do their own player ratings. You can interact and put your own ratings in and, um, you know, our comment sections become like a forum. So, Mm. I think that's the feel that I I really wanted to create in the end, and that's what it morphed into. It's been a fantastic achievement, honestly, to see it sort of grow and grow constantly the last couple of years. And is, I think, as you mentioned, that kind of like seeing so many people involved and uh, kind of opportunities people get to write for you as well. Like it's it's a massive credit to you, to be honest. Um, you know, and so what what's been like. Uh, you know, for me, I mean, what I've enjoyed doing about podcasts has been like making new friends and meeting new people as well. Like I've met so many people through, but you know, I didn't didn't know of before, and now we've you know just met loads. Of I go down Villa Park and I'll see people around and that now who I wouldn't have known without the podcast. So, but what for you has been kind of like um, the best bit of doing UTV? Probably like Hannah, Justin, and Ryan. To be fair, right, you know, yeah. forming that team and. You know, we're literally like, mate, we're all just mates. We literally talk to each other every single day. You know, <laughs> we, Villa tweets something, we talk about it. You know, something <laughs> right, happens, yeah, yeah. we talk. It, it's literally like that all day. So um, it's that, you know, that partnership with them, really, um, and just getting on that journey with them. So I'd say that's the best bit. And like you, you, you know, you, you go to the games, people come up to you, like I was at Leicester away and there was a fan that said, you know, great to meet you. I watch you all the way from Australia. Brentford away, he was in a pub. Guy comes up to us. We've never been to England before. We watch your podcast and, oh, wow. you know, get giving that enjoyment to people and, you know, giving them a voice to speak mm. and get involved. And, you know, we have so many comments of like, you know, I, I can't go to Villa, but you guys make me feel like I'm I'm a part of it. And I think nice. that's that's good, that is, you know, yeah. to make people feel like that. Um, I think it's it's really important, really. So I mean that's the best bit, is, is people are enjoying it and and I think that's the that's the main thing, really. It's it's an amazing feeling, isn't it, to to have that that sense of I don't know, like a community i guess almost like yeah it's it's just it's it's awesome um and honestly massive fair play for what you've done with the, the podcast it's really great brilliant um you know you're also doing your own uh channel now as well um i think it's called it's called the luke robinson channel is that right yeah yeah right so um, <laughs> original <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so what's uh so what's that kind of about and what you you know what you what you're doing with that well so basically i think so- I think people, some people know, some people don't know, but I used to work at Tony and Guy um, as a hairdresser and I took a decision to go full-time podcast. So basically up the villa is like my job. And um, I decided that I could make a second channel and do something along something similar, but talk about football in general. So the two are just 
merging together and I'm trying to grow the other channel as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it keeps me busy. So mm. that's, what, that's why I did it. Yeah, great. So good luck with it, man. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's well well worth doing, I reckon. And, um, you know, because this is the midweek social, so we tend to ask a couple of, like, you know, like different questions as well. So I'll ask you, how did you actually start supporting the Villa? Um, It was like, I always remember going to, like, my nan's house as a kid and my auntie and my uncle would come on a Saturday, mm. head to toe in Villa gear just before they go to the Villa. And I just learned to love Villa. You know, it's just a family thing. So um, as a kid, just head to toe in the kit every single day, never took it off, played football, you know, until I was probably about 18 and just just loved football. So, um, yeah, it's just a, just a family thing, really. I think, yeah, that's it. That's how it yeah. happened. Yeah, it gives you that connection and it's always, it's just, and it all, yeah, that's, I think that's part, part of it for me as well. It's like, you, I'm, I'm in London and all that, but uh, I don't know, I've been around Villa and it just, when I go home, go back to Birmingham and all that, it's like I'm going to Villa Park, I feel like I'm almost stepping back into my own life and past and all that as well, you know, and your family members. It's just a, just such a big part of our lives, really. I, I love it. Um but, uh, you know, there's been a lot of memories along the way as well on the series. So uh, not a lot of great memories in the last 15 years. I'll put it like <laughs> that. But yeah. uh, do you have like a favourite memory of supporting uh, the Villa? Um, One of my memories was going to the semi-final FA Cup Bolton. Mm. Um, I think that's when, as a kid, when, you know, there was all flags on cars and everybody was buzzing about like yeah. Villa trying to like you, you start to learn like oh so this is why they're playing like this is what they're trying to they're trying to win something mm. um and I remember going to that game and I think just that moment of like realizing that it's it's bigger than just going to Villa Park you could actually go to Wembley and mm. um so I think that's a big memory uh favorite player Angel you know yeah. just loved watching Angel um that's a big memory. And one of my big memories, I'd say, is that, you know, I'm not too scared to say it, but watching Grealish's career, yeah. you know, I, I yeah. remember going to uh, the Next Gen series. I think I went to the semi-final, you know, and I was watching Grealish when he was playing, you know, in the youth team mm. and seeing him come through in the Villa team and captain in Villa and everything like that. I'd say, you know, looking back, I think a lot of Villa fans will have real fond memories, you know, of Grealish. And I know it hurt, like, that time when he left and, you know, he went to City and, who, you know, who wants to see him lift his cup at City? <laughs> and that? But yeah. once, you, once you get past that, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he was a remarkable player for Villa. Yes. Absolutely remarkable, you know, the stuff he did on the pitch. So I'd say that's probably, like, one of my best memories. Because I'd probably say he's probably... You know, I think Angel's my favourite player, but I think he was the best player I think I've ever watched at Villa. I think. Yeah, I think I think he's the best player I've watched at Villa. I think he's one of the best players I've ever seen ever in my life. Like, it just just an amazing, unique talent, and yeah. to live through what he was doing at Villa as a Villa fan as well was just like, man, when are you ever going to get that again? Yeah. You know, it was special. <laughs> Uh, was that so you said the, the Bolton semi final? Um, was that the was that like the FA Cup 
2000. Yeah, yeah we lost to Chelsea in the final. Yeah, yeah, God. Oh, that was a miserable final. But that semi-final, <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was better. Um, I feel like I remember Bolton missed an open goal or something like that. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, always Villa putting you through stress anyway. Um, so, so Luke, you know, um, for those, I'm assuming most people watching this will, you know, will be aware of your podcast and all that. But for those who might not be, where can they um, follow you online and where can they watch your content? And also, where can they come across your own channel as well? Yeah, so it's pretty much all on YouTube. Villa, Up the Villa podcast on YouTube. Luke Robinson channel on YouTube. Twitter, Luke Robinson, and <laughs> up the Villa podcast on Twitter, really. So that that's that's where you'd find us. Okay, brilliant. Well, Luke, it's been absolutely awesome to meet you, man. And uh, honestly, just best of luck with everything you do going forward. And I'm sure we'll catch up again in the in the future. So up the Villa, up the Villa. <laughs> That was the Midweek Social with this week's guest, Luke Robinson, the creator and presenter of Up The Villa podcast.